Hi, I'm Alice. I'm Maddie. And I'm Nicole. And today we are back with another podcast from Climate Exchange at Uppsala University. This episode we'll be talking about Valborg, which is a Swedish national holiday where there's a lot of partying, <laughs> drinking and bonfires, but also a lot of waste produced. And it's also about the celebration of spring. It's traditionally on the last day of April and the 1st of May. However, in reality, it spans at least five days mm-hmm. and it's very similar to like festivals abroad like in the UK or in Canada and it does create a lot of waste and today we'll be talking about the implications of that how we can maybe change that in the future and things we noticed during the Valborg weekend. Also, just to be clear, we loved Valborg and it was a great time. <laughs> We're not slamming it. <laughs> we all had an amazing time and mm-hmm, we, we definitely did. recommend coming during Valborg if you've never done it before. Especially in Uppsala because they do the RAF race, they do the massive bonfire in Gamla Uppsala and it's honestly a great time to spend with your friends, especially if you've never partaken in such a festival before. So yeah, we would definitely recommend and we are not trying to talk bad about <laughs> Valborg because we will be very unpopular amongst every single university student and anyone in Uppsala and probably anyone in Sweden (laughs) exactly yeah but we're just trying to like highlight how maybe the environment isn't on the forefront of people's views in Valborg and that's okay but we also would like to try and improve that over time okay so one of the main things that people do on the day of Valborg is sit in Economicum Park and have like a champagne breakfast and just sort of day drink, have food, that sort of thing. And I live like opposite Economicum Park and the amount of waste that I saw was honestly like insane. So we're just going to talk about some of the sources of that waste and then how they cleaned it up, which another issue <laughs> so for example I have to say that we did go to Economic and Park I think it's on the 30th of April that people go and sit there and kind of chill and yeah. day drink all day and as I arrived into Economicum I was quite frankly shocked at the amount of people there mm-hmm. like there was not one bit of grass packed. that yeah. was not full of people and it had a great atmosphere like the music there was like performances Um, tons of food trucks, tons of different people like selling different things and it was really fun however you did kind of notice the scale of destruction that was going on Mm -hmm. with people like getting quite drunk which you know is not a bad thing at all however the amount of waste that I could see just on the day of Valborg was immense especially in Economicum. Mm -hmm. Like I think I walked past a bed frame a wooden bed frame that had just been completely destroyed I assume people brought it to sit on but I think the whole sort of culture of like mindset of like bringing a blanket or a bed (laughs) uh, with you to then leave there and having no intention of sort of taking it with you and just having the mindset of oh everyone makes waste will make waste too I think that's kind of like really bad and is what contributes to being such a mess the next day I also noticed a big thing is the champagne breakfast which was mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier and a lot of people since they want to see that raft race they'll bring all their stuff down by the river and have I guess like a disposable champagne breakfast there which isn't very good because everything that they're buying they just have the intention of throwing out and I also noticed a lot of the bags that people were bringing were just those single-use plastic bags from Ica that people don't usually use on the Mm -hmm. daily you barely ever see them on a regular day but that day I just saw hundreds of them yeah I think people just forgot 
all of their general practices and just went with like the most disposable stuff possible so they didn't have to carry it around with them because like people don't go home during the day they're like out all day and don't want to be lugging Tupperware and that sort of thing so all of their just normal sustainable practices went out the window and I'm like why it doesn't necessarily have to so and it's the same with like alcohol so like trying to drink at the park if you say have bought a bottle of vodka and a bottle of mixer you can't do that in a park or a public space Mm -hmm. so you tend to like mix your drinks beforehand and then put it in plastic bottles Mm -hmm. and then if you're going out for the night or to a nation to like party then you're not going to want to take those plastic bottles with you Mm -hmm. so you finish the drink you finish your can and then you either put it in the big waste bin i.e not recycle it or there are like people who just leave it in the park and they don't try and clean it up at all because mm-hmm. there are so many people there that you leave your rubbish, you aren't kind of frowned upon because everyone's, everyone's doing, doing it. it. And yeah. someone, if they walk past you, it's so busy, they're not going to see you like just leave your stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you were, say, having a picnic with your friends in the park and it was empty and there were like people walking mm-hmm. past and they saw you like leaving all your rubbish, they're probably going to say something because it's the nature of Swedish people to like just kind of bring it up yeah. and, you know, kind of pull you out on it. And that just doesn't happen in Valborg. The place, you know, the city's packed. Like, there's no space. Everyone's kind of got in wherever they can. And everyone's having a great time, which is, of course, great. But at the same time, no one thinks, mm-hmm. like, about the bigger picture. Yeah, and because I live so close to it, the next morning, I think at, like, 8 o'clock, it had big plows like what they used to plow snow and they were just plowing the grass getting rid of all the rubbish and scooping it straight into open top trucks that would just be going to landfill i think it's so good that they're so efficient they do everything so quickly but it's also bad because people they're kind of drunk when they're leaving the park they don't really notice what their surroundings are but if they had to see like the devastation the next day and be like oh my goodness we contributed to that that was our fault then they'd be like oh gosh maybe we shouldn't be doing so badly next year that's really bad but I think because they know that it's just going to get cleaned up straight away or like they're not going to have to deal with it that it doesn't really matter so I think that just all kind of contributes to the mindset of them like they'll just use something cheap and it's the same at UK festivals they'll just bring a super cheap pop-up tent that they don't even know how to close because they're like I'm not going to take it home anyway it's going to get destroyed someone's probably going to wee on it and just bringing like deck chairs they have no intention of taking home it's exactly the same and I think that's such a shame like have things that you sort of have pride in and that you want to look after I know like it's out of your control if other people sort of damage it but it kind of makes no sense it would take you like 10 minutes at Valborg to take it back home and just put it like in your shed and then go back out I agree with you with the people seeing the amount of waste they're producing because mm-hmm. I think it would leave such a big impact like yeah. my friends and I we went back home for dinner and then we took a bus out to Gamla Uppsala to see the bonfire and on our way there the bus was packed and we passed the park and we just saw all of the garbage on the ground like spread out and it was insane it, it was, was shocking like yeah. imagine all the people that were there the day of and then garbage instead honestly I didn't have insane. my glasses on like they could have been people <laughs> like the floor was just completely covered yeah it was insane it doesn't surprise me the Mm. amount of people that were there like all leaving multiple bottles people leaving blankets like people leaving what they'd been sat on all the food containers from the food trucks like everything because they were selling blankets from the ikea food truck for like 50 crowns or something ridiculous buy that and be like oh i'll keep it yeah they just buy it and ask (laughs) everyone who was getting like a hot dog or a corv like to say (laughs) um we're just buying the blankets as well yeah, and they were so yeah. cheap 
obviously they just leave them if yeah. they're going to like the champagne gallop or something mm -hmm. they just leave them there because it's like you can't you take that in with, with you, you. Yeah. and like they might have come somewhere they're like not in central Uppsala they could have come mm -hmm. from Stockholm you know they're visiting their friends they don't want to go back to their flat and leave their stuff and yeah it's just having a bit of forefront I'm not saying that they can't bring like that sort of things but it's kind of thinking about oh you know this is going to be left somewhere why don't I recycle it yeah. or why don't I try and find a recycling bin because they're they're around yeah. they're do everywhere. I even need to be sat on like a blanket do I can I, just sit on yeah, the ground exactly. <laughs> you just sat on yeah. the ground it was sunny like you didn't need a blanket and you definitely yeah. didn't need to leave it there and you know it's just thinking about all the waste that you're going to produce mm -hmm. and a little bit of forefront and that all just got ploughed up the next day and like ripped all the grass up I guess they couldn't have recycled such a vast amount of waste yeah it would be impossible to sort all of that it would have taken years yeah but i do think it's also about like the council and how they kind of didn't have enough yeah. bins recycling there bins was on honestly site. like a notable lack of bins like i don't know if it was just where we were sat but like i expected mm -hmm. the ones on four wheels like huge ones they could have just had loads of them like the ones that you sort into and whilst people are like tipsy or whatever like they can still sort plastic it's like second nature to them so exactly yeah it kind of made no sense that the council just sort of accepted that it was going to be a complete mess and those rubbish was going to go to landfill it's kind of a bit of a weird thing to assume I definitely think they should have had more bins, if yeah. anything, especially for Valborg. Then at least they can avoid all that litter on the ground and they can get people to actually put their mm -hmm. stuff somewhere. Like if they just labeled it properly, it'd be no problem. Because I know a lot of people, they just had stuff that they were trying to throw away, but they couldn't. And I think that was one of the main reasons for everyone leaving all their mm -hmm. stuff there, which is no really obvious sad. place to put it. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of more waste and the council, there was a lot of water bottles like free water mm -hmm. bottles that were basically given out to everyone during Valborg but there was nowhere to recycle them really it was just like you take it and then where do you put it I don't know there were some people that were picking up bottles and beer cans in the park which was really nice but at the same time there was so much waste produced like how could you get all of that into a couple bags mm -hmm. from different people like I think it's such a great idea and it increases the safety of Valborg so much by having like every you know their kind of catchphrase was like Varanen Vatten which I'm probably not pronouncing <laughs> right but it's like every other drink is water and that's great for students so they don't yeah. get like too wasted but yeah there was just nothing in place to stop that waste from occurring like it's quite easy to just have like a plastic bottle bin just for the bottles that they used mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. you know and it could have worked quite well but no there was just nothing available there at all really so you just kind of think it is lucky that you know there's people around who are picking up the waste and stuff but just not to the extent it could be fulfilled yeah, in that we know they're yeah. capable of because they do it every day but um another thing like i know it's probably quite ambitious but there were so many food trucks that i assume just had plastic containers or paper containers or whatever i think if it was just what we were talking about last podcast about returnable stuff so if you return the plate that they give you discount and they're like reusable plates that they can use each year. Obviously it's quite ambitious, but I think it would but just cut down the waste so yeah. much. And with like a bit of city funding to the food trucks, then that would be so achievable. Like in, for example, the Manchester Christmas markets that they yeah. do every year. Mm -hmm. And Edinburgh Christmas markets as well. They have this system where, for example, the mulled wine isn't in polystyrene containers. It's in mugs. Mm -hmm. And you have to pay for the mug when you yeah. buy the drink. So you'll be getting like mulled wine for £2. But then you'll have to pay £5 for a deposit on the mug. But then you give the mug back and you get the £5 back. Yeah, exactly. So they're basically 
they're getting people to not steal the mugs or, mm-hmm. you know, they can effectively buy, buy the, mug the mug for, for five pounds, yeah. mm-hmm. but they're going to reuse it anyway. Then you have less waste, you know, you make a bit of money as well and it just works for everyone and people mm-hmm. aren't going to start stealing the things that they can get their money back on. Yeah. So then they're not going to be like, oh, I'll pay seven pounds for mulled wine. They'll be like, oh, I'll pay two pounds and then I get the five pounds back anyway. So doing something like that is so easy, super easy and it's just like, they just accept that that's what it is and they do yeah, it Yeah, anyway. if it's just normal every year of Alba, that that's what's happened then it'll just be yeah people won't be shocked by it and there just won't be so much volume of waste adding on to that maybe to solve the water problem instead of handing out plastic bottles they can have those big water dispensers and people can bring their own water bottles or something like that and yeah, if they have cups, just, just have them recyclable and have, like, a bin beside it yeah. so that yeah. all of it goes in there. And that mm-hmm. would create so much less waste than all those bottles. Like, I don't think I've ever seen so many plastic bottles in yeah. my life. Like, even using a polystyrene cup or a plastic cup is so much less waste than using a bottle. If you think about the amount of, like, plastic that's in a bottle as well as the cap compared to, like, a small, thin plastic cup, mm-hmm. I think. It's not good, but it's, like, it's better than it could have been. And then, for example, I know that Snerica's were doing a champagne galop and me and my friends went to it and it was, like, really fun and I completely do not regret (laughs) going to that at all highlight. However, I was kind of acutely aware about the amount of one-use ponchos that were in play. Everyone was wearing a poncho, unless you want to get completely wrecked with champagne. I'm Mm -hmm. saying this is like four hours of pure, like, people spraying champagne madly. (laughs) And even the nations before had a video about the importance of bringing a poncho and bringing sunglasses that you can chuck away the next day or wearing clothes that you can chuck away. And that is not the kind of thing you want to be promoting. Like, it's easy to take a raincoat and to take nicer clothes and then just wash them like I've already washed my clothes from the weekend and they're completely fine now like I don't think you should be promoting people to wear something they can chuck away Mm -hmm. like a t-shirt can be washed maybe a couple of times and it will no longer bear any resemblance to being sprayed with champagne and also outside there were one use ponchos being handed out by different companies to obviously like promote their things and stuff but the poncho was such poor quality that you could only chuck it away like that was all you could do and I guess if you thought before to bring like a raincoat instead of a poncho it would have been so much better but the nations themselves were even like no you've got to bring a poncho and now I think about it I know there was 1600 people bought tickets to that galop and like more people came and now you're thinking about 1600 one-use ponchos mm-hmm. and the effect that can have on the environment it's such an amount of waste that can be stopped if yeah. the nations And the nations recognize. could so easily just enforce a policy where it's like, no, you need to bring your own raincoat. Exactly. Like, like they could already... just make that a rule and people would abide yeah. by it. And then you just go home and hose it down after a Balborg, like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of check nation cars, they check ID, they sometimes check bags. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just check be like, got a raincoat. Yeah, yeah, just be like, oh, yeah. have you got like a jacket to wear today or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they let everyone in a pile. It's like one, 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 one. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. like you have time to do that. And also, I don't think nations should be promoting like people chucking their clothes away after the Valborg. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, you can wash things. Like, mm-hmm. come on. You don't need to chuck everything away that you've ever owned that you wore at Valborg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the fact, again, like, you can't really help this, but, like, the broken, like, glass bottles of the champagne. And there weren't any glass bins, per se, 
that were just black bins with everything in. Mm-hmm. So if you just have like a glass bottle bin, imagine how much like that will stop the excess of waste being Completely. smashed on the floor. So people aren't going to like either drop their bottle and then it gets smashed exactly. or just like deliberately smash it. They'll actually just like If they have like the four, yeah. four big glass bins, like one at each corner of the stage and one at the back mm-hmm. of the dance mm-hmm. floor, that's so easy to do. Like they didn't tend to drop the bottles where they were dancing. They yeah. chucked it at the side. Exactly. So if like they could chuck it into like a big exactly. glass yeah. bin or something, yeah. that would be so much easier and so much less dangerous. Yeah. Because I was gonna say they that actually. I think scary. it was kind yeah. of like they did tell you bring shoes that cover your feet. Yeah. And um, because you can't wear dolly shoes or sandals, you yeah. will actually ripped like ripped your yeah. feet oh. and there was this there was a couple of people who just had their oh, foot no. like cut open by like the glass oh my it's goodness kind of dangerous and I think three hours to four hours was definitely enough for that scenario because yeah. it would have just got so much more yeah. messy but yeah it was kind of mad but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> I think that like we can just say what we can do in the future of Valborg maybe personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's hard to change policies but um it's tricky because obviously I live so close that we were able to like nip to mine to go to the loo mm-hmm. but like we could have cooked a meal in there instead of getting single use like stuff from the food trucks or separated rubbish away there which obviously is like a luxury because not everyone lives that close but just sort of planning ahead a little bit like bringing a raincoat to the gallop and then like maybe sitting on that raincoat in the park rather than buying a blanket that sort of thing then just like having it tied around your waist it goes in the cloakroom when you go to the club or whatever and then you just take it home and like rinse off the next day like it's not a big deal if it's warm anyway then you might have bare legs so it's not like your trousers are going to get ruined so really as long as your raincoat covers your top you're fine I think the whole thing with planning ahead is like yeah people plan ahead for Valborg in In terms terms of of like events yeah events and not practicalities exactly yeah so I think people just need to keep in mind the amount of waste they're producing during Valborg, mm-hmm. like when they're going to the events, yeah. like still have fun. You can definitely, definitely still have so much fun, but you can reduce that amount of waste. I know me and my friends, we had some waste that we couldn't find a bin for and we literally like kept it in our backpack yeah. till we got home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people definitely would be better with their waste if it was just made easier for them. It's just the fact that there's no obvious facilities in place to recycle or whatever, that people just don't bother. So I think it is kind of like you taking personal responsibility, but also it like being made as easy as possible for you by the council or whatever. And even like small incentives to get people to like yeah. not throw away their things. Yeah, the deposit scheme would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty easy to enforce as long as you get the the consensus from all the food trucks. Mm -hmm. And that can be done quite easily as they need to get a license to be there anyway. Like I was looking at the food truck and they all needed a license to be an economic on that day. So just to be like, yeah, for this license, you need a deposit scheme as well. This is a requirement. Exactly. And that's so easy. And you know, the amount of money they get from it, they're not going to say no to doing a deposit scheme. They're going to want that spot to be prime position yeah and, and even if people do don't bring their plates back do you know what I mean they can just go and collect them up at the end of the day yeah and, and then even, they get to keep people's deposits because exactly, they haven't brought yeah. it back small things like that can definitely yeah, make a difference definitely. but it's also our responsibility as well like we've got to kind of recognize ourselves in that and yeah. students and we all need to make little changes to our lives I definitely saw sure. like an advert like promo video on Facebook that was addressing the scale of the waste from last year and it was like an aerial shot of like all of the rubbish but like that wasn't enough it didn't give you any 
sort of physical things you could do it was just like let's try and be less wasteful it's like give us some ways of doing that be like there's going to be more bins or like don't do this there's going to be a deposit scheme blah, blah blah like they just didn't really offer any solutions they just said the waste was bad last year okay I think we're coming to the end of our second (laughs) podcast after Valborg very relevant (laughs) thank you very much bye